This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his household, his companions. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless them, to bless every one of us and to grant us goodness. My brothers, my sisters, there are several things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us of constantly and he says that these are opportunities that I give you and I will take them away at a certain point. From among these, one of them is your health. While you're healthy, you need to make sure you use that health in a good way. You need to make sure that you use that health to obey the Almighty, to fulfill good deeds, to pray, to get closer to Allah. And at the same time, regarding this worldly life, you use your health to earn, you use your health to work hard, in order to build yourself to a certain degree that one day when you are not that capable, you will still have a little bit of sustenance to continue afloat. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. Amazingly, the same hadith speaks about how your wealth is also something you need to seize the opportunity of before Allah says, we will cause it to deplete. You won't have it one day. You won't have as much as you did have before and perhaps you might have more and then less and then more again and then less again all this is the plan of Allah do not despair take it in your stride work the hardest and remember if you think you are going through difficulty trust me throughout the globe every single person has his or her own tailor-made unique difficulty and hardship considered as tests by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for those who believe my brothers and sisters, over and above that, Allah says your life is also just an opportunity. That's what it is. Seize it before it is taken away. To do what? To get closer to Allah. Seize it to build your hereafter. If you were to have a million dollars today and you were to blow it on that which is unnecessary, you would be foolish. But one of the first things perhaps you would do with that is to ensure that you have a place to live. Perhaps you might have clothing, you might be able to invest in a way that you will have a little bit of, you know, a return as the money begins to deplete and so on. But I promise you, my brothers and sisters, many of us forget that while we are living in this life, we're actually being given an opportunity to prepare for eternity, for the life to come. May Allah make us from those who take heed. That having been said, today I choose to speak about health. Health is absolutely important. One of the aspects is that we should all believe in the statement prevention is better than cure. It is our duty to take care of the health. It is an amana. It is a trust entrusted to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is wrong for us to allow ourselves to waste our health be it through a bad habit, be it through intoxicants, be it through just throwing ourselves at that which is harmful for us. All of that we need to take heed. We need to make sure if you have a bad habit, 
that is going to affect your health, cut it out. Even the sleeping habits we have, it's our duty to ensure that we correct them, rectify them because definitely the sleep deficit affects the health in ways that you would not believe. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. My brothers and sisters, we are hearing of a virus and we know of it that has taken the globe by storm at this moment. This coronavirus, may Allah grant us cure, may He grant us protection, may He cure all those who are affected and may He make it a test and not a punishment. Amen. My brothers and sisters, we must make sure that we have done whatever is in our capacity to protect ourselves, to be able to immunize ourselves by the simplest method and that is prevention. Try your best. Make sure your surroundings are clean. Make sure what you touch is clean. Your hands are clean. Make sure you are in a clean environment. If need be, perhaps in certain countries, they would put on a mask in order to ensure that the air is somewhat filtered. All this is a duty that you have if push comes to shove. We are thankful in this country that we have not yet heard of any of such cases. But trust me, we are not immune to this. It can happen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard all of us. However, my brothers and sisters, whenever we are failing in health, we always seem to visit the doctor and we should and we must. And it's a duty to visit the doctor, to find out what's wrong with you. There will be diagnosis, there will be so many perhaps tests that they, the doctor might send you for. And you know what? People are always anxious as they await results, especially when they are not doing well at all. Very anxious. Do not remove Allah from that equation, my brothers and sisters. Remember, the doctors are there to help indeed. And we pray for them. But at the same time, if it's not for the help of Allah, Allah may decide not to show them exactly what's wrong with you. And yet the favor of Allah is that the diagnosis would be correct and the medication would also be correct. So we can never remove Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the equation. Always make a dua to Allah. Ibrahim alayhi salam, when he declared his faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he clearly said, Whenever I get sick, it is He, Allah alone, who grants me cure. That does not mean you should just sit back and say, Well, I'm sick, Allah will give me cure, and you don't do anything about it. Allah gave you the brains, the capacity, Allah gave you the knowledge of medicine, or your neighbor, or someone in your city or your town might have knowledge of medicine, thereby called a doctor, and therefore you need to go to them to find out what's wrong with you, etc., etc. All that is part of the plan of the Almighty. You cannot just sit back and say, don't worry, it's the decree of Allah. If I'm meant to be cured, I will be cured. Well, probably it was meant that you were supposed to die, so you would die out of your foolishness. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. My brothers and sisters, when a person is told that he is sick or ill or has a specific disease or sickness, it is our duty to pray for the person. Hence, we say right here, right now, may Allah grant cure to all those who are sick and ill in any way across the globe. Amen. My brothers and sisters, it is our duty to feel for our fellow human beings. It is our duty to feel for the members of the Ummah. It is our duty to reach out to them when they are not doing well. Minimum by praying for them. 
by asking Allah to grant them cure. Trust me, you don't know the power of that prayer is such that if you were to ask Allah to give cure to a sick person, the angels would be asking for good health for you. As a result, you didn't lose anything. You might be healthy right now simply because you prayed for someone who was sick and ill. And the angel said, Oh Allah, give this person similar good health. Wow, isn't it a bonus? So think about it, my brothers and sisters. You would never lose anything by praying for others. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all good health. Once again, those who are sick and ill in any way whatsoever, may Allah grant them cure. Ameen. That having been said, we should be visiting those who are sick and ill as a duty, my brothers and sisters. This beautiful duty is that which is placed on our shoulders in order not to burden them, but to pray for them, to be showing that solidarity with them. When people are ill, generally they go to the hospital. That is the trend and that is the norm in our place and in most places across the globe. The idea is to be receiving medicine and at the same time to have a rest for a moment. So remember, when going to visit, stick to the visiting hours at least. Go for a bare minimum. Many times people are sick and ill. We go to visit them in a way that we make them more sick and more ill because we are sitting there for two, three hours and they don't have the courage to tell us, please leave, I want to rest or something of that nature. Therefore, remember when you go to visit the sick and the ill, make sure that you know the timing. You know when to go and how long to go for and whether to go or not. Sometimes people are too ill to want to meet anyone. And here you are knocking at the door. They are busy praying that you leave and one wonders what you are busy saying. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us cure and grant us all that sensible mind to be able to do that which is correct. My brothers, my sisters, usually when we are sick and ill, we draw closer to Allah, especially when it's prolonging, especially when it's taking long. I want to tell you today, any sickness and any illness that brought you closer to Allah was actually a gift of Allah. It was not a punishment, nor was it the anger of Allah. Remember that. If you were sick and ill, and as a result, you came closer to Allah, you called out to Him, you prayed better, you got up for tahajjud, you started doing things in a good way. Don't let anyone ever convince you that that was a punishment of Allah. How can something that brings you closer to Allah ever be the punishment of Allah? It was the mercy of Allah. If it took a serious disease to bring you back to Allah, surely that was cheap because you would now enter Jannatul Firdaus with a good connection with Allah rather than be a person who was healthy but far from Allah. Which one is in greater favor? My brothers, my sisters, it's a point to ponder. Think about it. In fact, any calamity, any problem, any accident, any negativity according to you, if it brought you closer to Allah even one inch, Wallahi, thumma Wallah, it was a gift of Allah for you. It was a gift. He brought you closer to Him. Yes, it was subhanallah, something you might have not liked, but it brought you closer to Allah, didn't it? If you lost your life thereafter, wouldn't you have been closer to Allah? And this is why sometimes man is so weak, 
that when he is cured again, he goes back to his old ways and habits. People leave the clubs, they leave gambling, they leave adultery, they leave intoxicants, they leave pornography because they are sick and ill. They come for salah, they do their tahajjud, they dress appropriately, they become better Muslims and they cry to Allah. And they say similar to what the Pharaoh's people said at the time of the Prophet Musa alayhi salam. Subhanallah, they said at that time, when the plagues plagued them, they said, you know what, if you were to call out to your Lord and we were to be cured, we'll follow you or we will actually believe in what you've brought. When they were cured, they ran away, they walked away. Don't be from among those whom after they are cured, they turn away from Allah once again. Don't let that happen. My brothers, my sisters, it's not worth it. Would you like to get sick again for Allah to bring you closer to him? And I tell you something else. When we are granted cure, consider it a bigger favor of Allah. Let your life change. Let something change in you. Become a better person. Become conscious of those around you and prepare for the day when you might not be cured, when you might go back to Allah without even being sick. How many people today pass away? They were not sick. Suddenly, heart attack. Suddenly, an accident. Suddenly, they contracted something and within moments or days, they were gone. It's happening, my brothers and sisters. It can happen to me. It can happen to you. Just prepare for the day. Don't become depressed. You have to go back to Allah. There's no way that you cannot. You have to go back to Allah. There's no chance. There's no option. There's nothing besides that. You must return to Allah. Guess what? The good news. Allah is loving. He is kind. He is forgiving. Not just forgiving. The most forgiving. The most merciful. It only requires that you change. Now, I wish to address a very important matter. When you are diagnosed with a terminal illness, what do you do? I'm a mu'min. May Allah safeguard all of us. From amongst us, there may be some diagnosed cancer, suddenly HIV, AIDS, something else, suddenly contracted the coronavirus. May Allah protect us all. And like I said, again, may Allah give shifa to all those who are affected across the globe, no matter who they are. And may He bring them closer to Him as a result. My brothers and sisters, if you have been diagnosed with a terminal sickness, if you are terminally ill, suddenly you found out, you know what? This is cancer. Cancer can be cured. Subhanallah. Many people lose their lives. But remember, the cures are always on earth. It's just that we haven't found a way to some of them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us cure. My brothers and sisters, it's not the end of everything. If that disease, terminal sickness brought you closer to Allah, what did I say moments ago? Wallahi, it was a gift of Allah. I want to bring something into perspective by asking you, if you were to die suddenly in a car crash without being able to prepare for your death, is that better or is it better to have had a bit of notice? Subhanallah. Imagine someone comes to a home you're renting and says, out now. You're going to say, how? They have to give you a month's notice, a few weeks notice, right? When it comes to death, Allah does not need to give you notice. But if He loves you, He might just give you a little bit of notice that you cannot be so sure of. But perhaps you might be able to prepare for the day you're meeting with Allah in a better way. Imagine someone far from Allah, 
And I've known of cases of people who've told me this themselves, that if it was not for my terminal illness, I would not have gotten closer to Allah. I feel I'm ready to go and meet with Allah. And I say, wow, if you ask the same person some time back, they would never have said that. So my brothers and sisters, when you're diagnosed, terminal illness, yes, we all want the miracle. We will pray for the miracle. May Allah grant you a cure. May Allah bless you, give you every form of cure there is with the miracle. And inshallah, you return back to your health and even better than your health. I mean, but my brothers and sisters, reality also strikes. Sometimes that might not happen. As the days pass, you're becoming worse. And subhanallah, you've tried everything, whether it be the pharmaceuticals, the drugs on this side, or whether it be the herbal or natural remedies, etc. You've tried everything and you're still deteriorating. What do you do? I tell you what, there are people healthier than you who left the earth. They went back to their creator. They went back to the most merciful, the most kind. I tell you what, while hoping for the cure and striving towards it, you must bear in mind, let me prepare to meet the most loving, the most forgiving, the most kind, the most merciful. And I know for a fact that life after death will be definitely better than this particular life. La ilaha illallah. My brothers and sisters, we are sitting here in the house of Allah, listening to a word that will bring us closer to Allah by His will. Do you really think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to forgive you when you seek the forgiveness? There's no chance. If you are genuine, sincere, you repent, there is remorse, and you really regret what you did, and you are saying, Oh Allah, forgive me. He will always forgive you, no matter what you've done. لا تقنطوا من رحمة الله إن الله يغفر الذنوب جميعا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم. The verse that has probably the greatest hope in the entire Quran. Allah says, Oh Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم, tell them, all of you, all, all of my worshippers, my worshippers, oh my worshippers who have transgressed against themselves. You did wrong, you sinned, you committed whatever sin you have committed. Don't ever lose hope in the mercy of Allah. For indeed Allah will forgive all your sins because He is the most forgiving, the most merciful. Who is telling you this? Allah. Now you're terminally ill and you're thinking I'm going to Jahannam. That's shaitan. That's shaitan tampering with you in the last moments. As you deteriorate, you need to have hope in Allah. You might not be able to fulfill salah standing anymore. No problem. The hadith says, Salli qa'iman fa'illam tasta'ti' faqa'idan fa'illam tasta'ti' fa'ala jam. You read your salah, you fulfill your prayer standing. If you cannot, then sitting. And if you cannot, then on your side. So it shows that it's fine. If you cannot make wudu with water, you might want to consult the scholars and you might be able or permitted to do something known as tayammum. Allah does not need the fact that you use water when there is a difficulty to get to the water or there is no water or it is harmful for you. He says, no problem. You can clean yourself in a different way altogether. And I will still consider you clean enough to fulfill your prayer. My brothers and sisters, the mercy of Allah. More than one place in the Quran, Allah says Allah wants to create ease for you. Not difficulty, not hardship. So if you are 
in a situation where you've just been diagnosed terminal illness, I promise you, as much as that miracle can happen, it has happened to others. And they've come out of what was considered terminal illness. I promise you, just prepare for meeting with Allah. It's not a bad thing. You have to go. There are people healthier than you, like I said, who have gone. I know of people who've been diagnosed. Before they die, another four or five healthy people die. Who has had the bonus here? Think about it. The one who was terminally ill, at least he could do his istighfar. He could prepare for the meeting with Allah. He could make peace with Allah. He could talk to Allah. And you know what Allah says? I will treat each one of my servants according to the perception he or she has of me. So have a good perception of Allah. Have a beautiful perception of Allah. You are human and Allah knows you are human. Yes, there is adab. Yes, there is punishment. Yes, there is Jahannam. But I want to tell you something amazing. Very amazing. We all know that there is paradise and there is hell. No denial of that. Do you know both of those were made for sinners? Did you know that? Heaven was made for sinners. Did you know that? And hell was made for sinners. Did you know that? You might wonder, what do you mean? Heaven was made or paradise was made for sinners who repent. The repentant sinner goes into paradise. And hellfire was made for the sinner who does not repent and is arrogant and proud of his sin and really very, very distant from his own maker. Then there is hell. So when you've sinned, it's not the end of everything. Just be humble and just turn back to Allah. Turn to Allah genuinely, become a better person. The best of the children of Adam, all of them being sinful, the best of those who constantly repent. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ease. My brothers, my sisters, reach out to one another when we are going through difficulty. Reach out in a good way. Empower people with beautiful words. If you are sick and ill, it's not the end of everything. You know what? If you are granted cure, Inshallah, it's a miracle, it's a good thing, we want that. And if you are granted Jannah, it's an even bigger gift, isn't it? So either way, a true believer is in a win-win situation. I end by telling you, Amazing are the affairs of a true believer who knows who is Allah, who understands his belief in Allah. All of his affairs can only be positive. They can only be good for him. This side or that side, both sides. If I'm cured, Alhamdulillah. If I'm not cured and I pass away, I pass away with a smile, hoping in the mercy of Allah. Sometimes the pain is a lot. Yes, you might be on painkillers, tremendous painkillers. You might be in an induced coma. May Allah grant us all ease and a good death, a death wherein he is happy with us. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us Jannatul Firdaus. Aqulu qawli hadha wa sallallahu wa sallam ala nabina Muhammad.